Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adam, how are you, sir? How you doing? Uh, I'm great. We were just discussing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the band. But I admittedly, and it's not just Counting Crows, most bands, I don't I don't have no idea what the lyrics are about to any to anybody's songs. Does that bother you as a as a rock star, especially someone that's such a good lyricist, or are you like I don't care, just just like my music? I don't know. You know, I mean, I can't be running around policing everybody's comprehension of you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I write songs, I sing songs. I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, it's like it, there's only so much you can really care about what the whole. You can't get everyone to think the same thing, and what would be the point if they do? It's probably something that uh. No, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's the short answer. Yeah. I just always wonder. You always hear, yeah, you always hear people go. Uh, you know, I I wrote it, and each song means something different to every person, and that always means to me is I don't give as long as you buy my album, I don't right. care. But some, yeah, I, I just wonder because this guy is as much as you seem to put into yours, it would probably piss you off that I, I would think the people you're. I'm trying so hard to explain this one thing, and you're thinking it's about something else. Well, if you're gonna. If you're going to spend your life really worrying if everybody's getting everything you're saying and understanding it, that's going to be a headache. Yeah, that's true. There's just a lot of people in the world, and it's hard to have a conversation with people at dinner and have people understand what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you know, that's that's, that's life. So a guy who's putting it out to millions of people, he doesn't need to know it all. I, it would be great if they all got what I mean. I don't think it necessarily means something different to everybody. I think, I think it means whatever I want it to mean. That said, I'm probably wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> something different everybody you know so I mean who, what, who, we're, who makes us the authority on everything I don't know you know alright let, let me how about this Let's the mood of the song I, the, I've seen you guys live a bunch of times and uh, I prefer and this is probably not healthy for you but I prefer the the slow depressed Adam Duritz uh, Counting Crows I, like I saw you guys with Michael Fronty one time and it was like towards the end of the tour, and I'm like, these son of a bitches couldn't be happier. It was like you were having the world's biggest party, and it was still a great show. But uh, I I like it better when it's when it's just like when you took Mr. Jones and slowed that down and made all those pop guys who came to see you upset because you changed their song. That's the that's the Counting Crows that I love. Well, we like to make people upset by changing our songs every night, <laughs> good one way or another. <laughs> Whether we're having a party on stage with Franti and Augustano or just. Just ruining them for the masses on our own. Uh, you know, I, I kind of enjoy that. Not, I mean, look, I just want to, like, to me, a song is something that is uh, alive. And you play it however you feel it that night. Otherwise, my God, you'd get bored, and I would think everyone else would, too. To me, you know, that that's, ne that's necessarily going to cause some changes, whether they're big changes, like an acoustic version, or subtle changes that you might not even notice. But the point is that the song is, like, open to being played every night. Like, it's the first time you're playing it. I mean, that's the jazz of it, really. Is that legit? Like, you guys, you can wake up one day and be like, I'm I'm, I'm feeling this way today, and today the band's doing a slow version of a song. I mean, you guys call it like that? Well, yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. I mean, not, I mean, not too many I mean, bands do that. I mean, we don't, I mean, I don't, that's how the acoustic versions get in there. But, I mean, also, it's, it could be, it's most of the time, it's a lot subtler than that. It's just that you're, you always have to be listening to this music, and people are playing it, and people are improvising all the time. 
sometimes in ways that are big and obvious like that, but other times just in small ways that lead to like a guitar line that I'd never heard what that way before that makes me sing a melody differently, that makes the drummer react differently, you know, and that changes the song in ways that you might not really notice, but, you know, but still happening. Is road life fun for you? Uh, or, I mean, obviously performing is, but being out on the road, last time I saw you guys was in a small private show in Clearwater, and some of the guys had their kids there and their family, and I thought, man, I bet after a while you guys are just sick of doing that stuff. No, I think, you know, it's not so much whether it's fun or not, because this isn't a hobby. Yeah. You know, it's a life. It's a job, and I, I like my job, and I'm happy to play shows. I, I, I play them because it's, like, uh, necessary. Like breathing, yeah. And I think that uh, people confuse what we do with fun because it's what a lot of people do for a hobby, which isn't to say that we don't enjoy it, but it's actually a lot more important than fun. It's more rewarding than that. It's a bigger and more necessary kind of part of our lives. I think um, I love playing gigs because um, I, I need to play gigs. Sort of like part of what we do. We're talking to Adam. It's not necessarily a party every night. No, no. That's that's the thing I always wonder. I'm like, this does not seem like the band. That is waiting for groupies backstage and right. all that kind of stuff, and I and I and I wonder if that uh, yeah if it's if you're not doing it for a living and you're doing it for the for the hobby it, it probably wears off. We're talking to Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows. They'll be at Ruth Eckert Hall. It's a Somewhere Under Wonderland tour, and it is happening on Friday, July 31st. I I am excited to go out there and uh, and see the band. I've seen you live in different in big venues, small venues uh, over the years. I think it's great. One of the things we were discussing before the show is how is it that, that the band stays intact when you are such the focal point of the band? Like, how come at one point you didn't go, okay, I'm out, I'm going to do solo stuff? Um, never really wanted to. I like being in a band. Yeah, never but... Never interested me at all being solo. I can't see the advantages of it. Yeah, but a lot of people, I mean, like, you know, it's not going to be long before... Uh, Adam Levine leaves Maroon 5 and uh, you know when you realize that, the, that no matter how the band was at one point the one guy becomes the focal point of that band and you're the one guy who, who really is not even like you said you're not even considered leaving the band well I, I like being in a band I mean I really do I like like I said before I like the jazz of it I like the interaction I like playing with other people uh, uh, you know I mean if you were to go solo you'd still have to find people to play with it just wouldn't be as good uh, and it wouldn't be as integrated, and it wouldn't, you know, it would just be kind of a lesser form of something, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I, I guess I've never really seen the point. I, I guess, uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe people need more attention, more credit, more, uh, or they feel they deserve it. I, I see a lot of my friends' bands fall apart because of this simple math, you know, like, it's really easy for anyone in a band to do the math in such a way that will justify why they need more or deserve more. I mean, it is, you can find a way to do the math any way you want and yeah. it'll, it'll be pretty justified but I mean it always seemed to me pretty early on that it, like what's important to you like if it's the band well it doesn't matter what you deserve if you don't leave enough for everybody else you can't have a band and I always really wanted to have a band I love playing in a rock and roll band that makes and that's just like it, it makes cool. total sense it's much just more interesting never seems to work out for a lot of the bands uh, I, I am so surprised that uh, you you produced a Broken Lizard movie with, with those guys <laughs> How did that come up? We, we, we know Jay and, uh, and Kevin have been on the show a bunch of times. How does that come about? Uh, I had some friends who wrote a script, and uh, it was coming up on that writer's strike a few years ago, and one of them really wanted to direct it, and I was afraid they'd A, get it taken away from them, and I also knew that once the writer's strike hit, nobody 
could sell their thing that was really a part of the business, but I wasn't. So I said, you know, let me buy the script from you and I'll take it around and I'll continue to try and uh, sell it. And we um, met with some different producers and we partnered up with Broken Lizard. Uh, and then we did it together. Um, I'm still really good friends with the Broken Lizard guy. It was just kind of, I just wanted to get my friends a chance to actually make their moves. That's great. Um, that's great. I, I we, we raised we, the money and we made it. We we got to meet those guys a couple of years ago and they just were like good dudes and uh, I did, you just if you asked me to put two people together that I never thought <laughs> yeah. would be the, in business together it would right. be the two of you so I think that's great. The movie was called Freeloaders and it was about a, uh, that's a guy. Because you don't really know me. No. Because <laughs> like, the truth is. Uh, I have everything in common with those guys. Yeah, that that's the thing. I we don't are on a daily basis are on the same page. I, I that's the thing. I I have met you a couple of times and you're always super nice. Uh but I don't know you and, and almost to the point where like when we know that we're going to have you on the show, I'm almost a little bit intimidated cuz you seem I don't know you, but you seem to me like you'd be a little bit like you'd be sensitive. Like I'd say the wrong thing and piss you off. Well, not that I'm not a sensitive guy, but I'm a, you know, I'm an adult too and I I like funny most of my best friends, a lot of my best friends are comedians. That's just always been the case. Uh, like, I went on USO tours with, like, Larry Klein and, and Jeff Ross, and uh, we went over to, like, uh, Germany together, and, and, like, it's just five comedians and me. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing solo piano, incredibly depressing songs in the middle of the comedy act, and the only way to do it is to, like, be funny, too, honestly, <laughs> which is much more challenging and interesting than music. Comedy. Now that's some serious, be scary. <laughs> <laughs> but see, now I'm excited because now I think me and you could actually be friends. Because now you, uh, I don't. Know, I, I, I. It's funny because I hear you guys on Stern every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, those guys are nothing like you'd expect. But yeah, when we have. When I see, I think it's the hair. The hair just makes me. I just think you're like <laughs> sensitive I, hair. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you're a serious guy all the time. I think because I don't know why. It's my fault. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I may write some songs that are about that stuff, but I don't spend the entire day moping. <laughs> no, I but, find some free time around that to do other things. I don't feel like it's moping. I just feel like you wouldn't like me. Like I, I was saying before we had you on the air that if you know me. The fact that I'm such a big Counting Crows fan is something you probably wouldn't you wouldn't guess. I, I'm. I'm uh, opposite of most of the other stuff that I do. That's why I just feel like if I, if you and I went to high school together, we, you would never like me. <laughs> like, I'd want to be your friend, but you'd yeah. be like, this guy's a dick. Well, you never know, but that's what high school is for, so that you can not get along with all the people you'd probably be better friends with later on. Yeah, I, uh, I guess you know, Many true. of my friends, I have a, I, you know, in high school, I don't know who I was friends with, but I got a lot of friends who play professional football and basketball now, and Howard Stern's a really good friend of mine. Uh, I've known him for 20 years now. Yeah, see maybe we. And could uh, you know, I, I go on Howard's show and, and go with him. You know, if that's some, uh, that's a scary show to go on at that time in the morning because he's awake and you're not. And you guys perform, and for you to do what you do uh, at that hour in the morning, I even I sweat it out for you when they say you're going to be on. The performing's the easy part; it's bantering with Howard. Yeah, that's the tough part. What are you afraid of with that? What like, like I have I have uh, the same list here of girls that you supposedly uh, have dated, and I'm like, I'm not even going to ask you about that. Right. Because I feel like that's what everybody asks you. Well, I'm not afraid of any particular question. Just like, how, I mean, he's my friend. He's still going to go at me. Yeah. Because, you know, that's part of the show. And, like, you got to be awake and able to deal with that. Otherwise, you just lose. I mean, he'll never completely took me like you would some people. Because, you know, we're friends. I don't, he would never do it to me. But, like, he would embarrass me. And he would just... <laughs> 
you know, who wants to lose the banter? Like, you get on there, and, you know, you're probably going to lose because he's better at it than you are. And he's funnier than you are, but you got to do your best. It's like anything. It's like it's like a basketball game. you just got to get out there and go with Howard. I, mean, it's a, I had resorted at one point to, like, I did pretty well the first two or three times we were on. The fourth time, we were prom- promoting uh, Saturday nights and Sunday mornings, which is, like, the most depressing album. Yeah. Knowing me and knowing what it's about was, he was actually into, like, really asking me questions about it that time. He was, I think, going to lay off some of the crap. And uh, I said I had to run to the bathroom after we sound checked. And he said, okay, we're going to be on the air in two seconds. Just get back at Christmas. I ran to the dressing room where I had a bunny costume hit, uh, a full-length bunny costume that I used to use for Halloween all the time. I got completely dressed in the bunny costume, and I walked back in the room with Howard. All right, we're back on the air with counting what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, what? And it was just enough to throw him so that I think I kind of won that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. I remember listening to I kind of won that day. Yeah. I, I totally... Other than that, I, I can be a good loser. But, you know, you got it's a challenge to get up there and banner with him. You know, he's smart. What does it take to go out with you to be a girl and, and be a girl? Do you have a girlfriend now? No. Why? Like, what's the longest relationship? Like, I feel like... I feel like it's a great idea for girls to go out with you in the beginning, and then shortly after, you're like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy's moody, and I don't know, you've been famous for so long, I just have a feeling that that's probably what, what breaks relationships. I think it's like you were saying earlier about people understanding what you're writing about. I think in order to go out with me, you have to have listened to a lot of my music and really liked it, and you have to have also listened to all of my music and ignored everything I was saying. <laughs> maybe you're the perfect girl for yeah. it. <laughs> and maybe that's why. I mean, I have written a, a million songs all about, hey, look, I'm kind of messed up in my head, and dating me turns out very poorly, even though I'm a nice guy. And people are like, I love you. <laughs> well, and this is why, when you asked me earlier whether I care whether people know what my lyrics are, I guess now that I think about it, although I wasn't thinking that at the time, that's why I'm okay with it. Because otherwise, if everyone was really listening, I would never get another date as long as I live. The, this is true. He's putting it right out there right. and telling you how messed up he is. Dude, I, I this is great. I love having you on the air. I'm a big fan of the band. I'm coming there. I'm 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 I, it's one of those things where I just said there's a handful everything's a great idea until the show comes up like on a Thursday night and you're like, Oh, I'm not going to that show. Right. But uh Friday night, July thirty first, it is the Counting Crows, one of the small handfuls of bands I will go out of my way to go see at uh, Ruth Eckert Hall, and uh, I look forward to seeing you out there again. I appreciate appreciate you always being so cool with us on the air, and uh, if anybody wants tickets, you can get them at RuthEckertHall.com, and I uh, appreciate you coming on the air with us, buddy. No problem, and it's the night before my birthday, so everyone should bring, like, cool gifts and stuff, I guess. What, do you, what would a guy like you just, want yeah. for your birthday? Like, I like if I was going to bring yeah, you a gift, I wouldn't even... What, what do you like? What's odd that you like? Uh... What do you collect? Well, I, I probably like it because, well, not odd things. I collect a lot of uh, books and CDs, yeah. DVDs and records, things like, like that. Things that go on shelves. Like, what if I, I what if I brought you a nice uh, hand carved chess set? That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, there you go. Right. I'm gonna make I don't it. Play chess anymore at all, really? But it would still look cool. Right, I'm going to whittle one down. I got until July 31st. <laughs> you got time. I'm going to get some soapstone uh, like the guy from yeah, Shawshank. Shawshank, and I'm going to make you one for your birthday. Yes, make it out of soap. It's just easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, dude. We'll see you on the 31st. Thanks, Adam. All right. Thanks, man. See you, see you buddy. Later. There you go. This is Adam Duritz from the County Crows. Goddamn, he's funny. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.